This podcast features a story involving mental illness. Listener discretion is advised. And if you or someone you know is experiencing mental health challenges, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider or mental health professional. In 2017, a 39-year-old Toronto man was back home after he was found wandering barefoot near the Amazon rainforest in northern Brazil after having disappeared for five years and his loved ones thought he was dead. Most of how he got there is a mystery, but what we do know is that he largely walked most of the way. Imagine vanishing without a trace, leaving everyone lost in a desperate search for answers. The story of Anton Pilipa takes us on a roller coaster of mystery and survival as he inexplicably disappeared, embarking on an incredible journey that spanned continents. This isn't just a tale of a man gone missing. It's a story of resilience, unimaginable challenges, and a miraculous return that'll leave you questioning the boundaries of human endurance, and it might just reinforce your faith in humanity. My name is Andrew Colon, and this is the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. Join us as we try to piece together the enigma behind Anton Pilipa's disappearance and the astonishing twists that define his remarkable journey back to reality. Before his mysterious disappearance in 2012, Anton Pilipa's life was marked by a series of challenges and personal struggles when he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. His family commented that he was an anti-poverty activist in Canada before his disappearance, but details of his professional and personal life remain relatively obscure, like most of us. Anton was facing a court date on an assault charge back in Ontario, but he disappeared before that date. And when his family didn't hear or see him again for a long time, they feared the worst, that their son and brother was dead and lost forever. And then one day out of the blue, five years later, they got a call from a police officer saying that they might have found Anton in Brazil. Someone made a phone call to the police after they saw a bearded and disheveled man, barefoot and disoriented, walking by the side of the road perilously close to cars along a federal highway. Four officers responded to the call. Luckily enough, one of them had actually been born in Canada. She spoke English and she was able to talk to the man. He had no identification, no home, and he seemed confused. In his state, he asked the officer if she spoke French and asked for the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The officers took the man into protective custody into a mental health facility for evaluation. The officer who spoke English was Elenice Campos Vidigal. Officer Campos took a photograph of the man and reached out to contacts in Canada in the hope someone might recognize him or help find his family. While combing through the internet and social media posts, she saw a missing person message posted five years earlier on Twitter by someone from Canada. While the man in custody had a long beard and was somewhat worse for wear, he did resemble the photo on the post. She reached out to the email address listed. That email was responded within minutes. On the other side of that email was a close family friend of the Pilipas. That friend quickly connected her to Stefan Pilipa, brother of missing Canadian citizen Anton Pilipa. She had found his brother over 10,000 kilometers, 6,000 miles from home. How did he get from Canada to Brazil, of all places? And how did he survive? 
How did he travel over 10,000 kilometers with no documents, no passport, no license, through two continents? What little Anton has said or remembered about his journey, he has some gaps in his memory, has revealed that he survived picking berries where he could and asking for money from strangers. He'd root around in garbage containers for clothes or anything he could eat or use. According to a GoFundMe page set up by his family to help bring him home and take care of him, he had been wandering through the towns and highways in one of the most dangerous regions of the Amazon. Before Brazil, though, his wandering took him most of the way from Scarborough, Ontario to Manaus, Brazil in South America, oftentimes without shoes. While he did hitchhike some of the way, this means he had to walk and pass through the borders of Canada, the United States, Mexico, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, Venezuela, Argentina, and finally, Brazil. After Officer Campos made contact with Anton's brother Stefan, and he made arrangements to come down and retrieve his brother near the end of December 2017, Anton escaped from the facility he was staying at in the town of Porto Velho, Brazil, and once again was out on his own. But Anton and everyone concerned got their Christmas miracle that year, because on December 25th, someone spotted him once again walking barefoot along a highway very close to the Amazon rainforest. Officer Campos was very concerned for his safety because she knew the type of dangerous predators and conditions the Amazon could have in store for someone in Anton's condition. Anton was finally found in the city of Manaus, Brazil on January 3rd, where he was taken to a local mental health facility. His brother Stefan was able to meet him there to take him back home. In a BBC interview shortly after being found, Anton said that during his journey he never really felt alone, as he was able to meet people all along the way. He said he spent most of his time thinking and sleeping out in the open. He also said he found it simple to survive, and that we really don't need that much in the way of possessions, and that people were generous with money and food. His brother Stefan described getting the news that his brother was found alive and in Brazil, of all places. He said it was an indescribable feeling, difficult to explain, because when a family member is lost, it leaves everyone in an eternal state of waiting and never really knowing the truth. You don't know if he's dead or alive or if he's hurt, if he's eating, and that feeling stays with you forever. Once Anton's family knew he was found and safe and in Brazil, they launched a GoFundMe page to help cover some of the costs of bringing him home. It involved a little more than just a plane ticket, as it meant re-establishing his identification, getting an expedited passport, and getting him ready for the trip back to Canada. Once back in Canada, though, Anton did have to appear before a Canadian court to face his pending assault charge from 2011, where he was released on bail after a new hearing was set. When Anton disappeared in March 2012, he was undergoing treatment for his mental illness. For decades, he had worked in Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto as an employee of humanitarian organizations assisting the less fortunate. Stefan said that it had been a short time since Anton had moved to a neighborhood far away from his and they hadn't seen each other very often. When the family finally realized that he had disappeared, leaving behind documents, clothes, and his home, they immediately reported his disappearance to the police and posted a notice online. They searched for him extensively across the country 
but they never got any news or even one lead. It was challenging to maintain the hope of finding him alive. After meeting his brother and throughout the month of January, while Stefan helped prepare Anton's documentation, Anton stayed in the Eduardo Ribeiro Hospital in the Amazonian capital. Fortunately, the wife of the Canadian consul in Manaus is a psychiatrist and was able to provide assistance. Anton emphasizes that being alive and returning home shows that he was very fortunate. I know I am very lucky to be alive, that someone heard me to be found, and I'm very happy to be able to return to my family. I am constantly amazed by the small events of our lives that can be the turning points in our existence. What series of events had to happen for it to go from running out to the store in one country to being eventually found by the side of the road 6,000 miles away in another where you don't speak the language, you don't have any money, no ID, and you're about to go into very dangerous territory? And what about the initiative of Officer Campos? She could have just done the bare minimum, remanded him to mental health authorities, finished up her paperwork, and washed her hands of the whole thing. But she went above and beyond the call of duty and made it a point to help find Anton's family. I'm also left in awe by the resilience of human beings and our instincts for survival. Somehow, some way, this wanderer was able to cross a good nine international borders with no passport, no identification of any type, and somehow find food, water, and shelter. And to know that somewhere a stranger helping out in the way of a meal, a ride, a drink of water, or some money, letting him survive another day gives me a little hope for humanity, showing us that even though we feel like we're more divided than ever, our humanity binds us more than we think. Another thing I'm very pleased to see is a more open discussion on taking care of our mental health as well as our physical health. Today, Anton is receiving help for schizophrenia and mental health struggles. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with mental health issues, please reach out to a qualified healthcare provider or mental health professional. Friends, this is one of those stories where I'm happy to report that the mystery was resolved and with a positive outcome. If you've been a frequent listener, you'll know it doesn't always end up like that. The unsolved mysteries of the case of the disappearance of Anton Filippa are those gaps that happened in those years surviving and traveling from Ontario to Brazil. I'm still shaking my head at how someone can either be fortunate enough, crafty enough, or invisible enough to slide by borders in nine countries. While I'm still wondering about these things, I take comfort in knowing that today, Anton Pilipa is safe with his family and making progress. I thank you for listening to another episode of the Mysteries of Latin America podcast, where I tell you the stories of the myths, legends, and mysteries of some of the surreal things that can only happen in North America, Central America, South America, and the Caribbean. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast however you're listening to it. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the purple subscribe button and you'll never miss a story. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios. Thank you.